hello hello everybody welcome back so we've seen in parts of the book of De of gad it referenced let's see here it referenced the book of nathan the prophet and the book of samuel the seer and these are books that are written in the prophets they're there they're in our bible um and it references them and this is gad which is amazing um and gad is mentioned in our bible and this is referencing to the bible so we see that prophets reference prophets okay so now we're going to take that uh, the final look which is tomorrow and, and tomorrow is in the bible what happened but we'll go read it from here it's a little more explicit exactly what she did so now we look at 13 which is between 29 24 and 29 25 a.m of 1001 and 1000 bc solomon was able to strengthen his kingdom because the lord his god was with him and greatly magnified him later david's daughter tamar sister to absalom fled to the house of the king of Geshur, and she spent a year and eight months with her mother in her mother's home which is in the kingdom king's palace and king solomon did not know that she left because she went secretly and she concealed concealed her going out only from the king but all the people as well and the king said i shall pray pay a full reward of royal clothes plus 50 shekels of gold to whoever finds tamar the sister of my father and brings her to me and the king's servants searched for her throughout all the land of israel but they did not find her and she was hiding at her mother's home in geshner at her grandfather's the king's palace and there was a friend of the king who was named Perez, Perizah, and he lusted after the young woman very much for she was very beautiful and fair to look upon in those days the king of gushner went to see king solomon as all the kings of the land required to do king solomon asked him saying it is well with you and he said it is well and he said it is well with Micaiah, Tamar's mother, in your house? And he said, It is well. And the king cunningly asked, Is it well with Tamar, my sister? And he lied to him, saying, I do not know, for I have never met her. And it came to pass that when the king of Gershner was in Jerusalem, his friend Perez came to Tamar's room, saying to her, Lie with me. Eek! But Tamar refused to him saying let us not my lord do not do this indecent thing to me because i am the king's daughter however he would not listen to her because he was burning with lust so tamar knew she must was no match for this man so she cunningly said my lord listen to the words of your maidservant behold i play the harp beautifully first lie down at my knee and listen to my song and after i will play the song of my harp then I will do all your heart's desires. And Pershah Pir, listened to Tamar, and he laid his at her bosom. And as Tamar took the harp and began to play beautifully, she said to her heart, Lord, King of my father David, my servant, send your light and truth to 
hold me and do not allow this wicked uncircumcised impure man to have his way with me for you know what is in my heart so do not let his this daughter of david your servant sin my father my father my father remember the disgrace of your servant david my father and your daughter's disgrace i go before el shaddai's throne of glory and ask for myself to god of hosts to help me by helping by his help for he does not want wicked men to triumph and his desire is to help those who have been robbed to overcome the strong i beseech you O lord save me now i beseech you O lord let me prosper i call on you this day because i am frightened please answer me and do not let the impure man cause me to lose holy seed by the impure acts for you are a holy god and i trust you and the lord heard the voice of david's daughter and god caused perez to fall into a deep sleep he fell asleep on her bosom while she was playing the relaxing sounds of the harp and when tamar saw that he had fallen asleep she unsheathed the sword that was girded around his waist and she said lord of hosts remember david my father and sustain me with your strength like you did my father help me as you helped jael the wife of heber the canite to rid to rid sins and sinners from the earth so all will know that you are the only lord and she took the sword and ran it through perez's heart and perez fell to the ground dead and tamar saw perez was dead and she cried with a loud voice may all your enemies and all the enemies of your people perish this way o lord and now i have seen that you have heard my voice because of my father you have in intervened to not allow his daughter to be disgraced by the impure man blessed are you for everlasting everlasting and amen and at that time of noon meal perez's servant came to call his master to the king when he came to the inner chamber they found tamar with a bloody sword in her hand standing over the dead man of their master perez and they turned trembling to one another saying what happened and they took tamar into custody and brought her before the king's ministers and the king's servant said to tamar what have you done you have killed the king's friend you know that our master the king will consider this a disgrace and tamar said should one deal with the king's daughter like a harlot his blood is up on his own head and i will be seen as a guiltless and pure in the king's eyes and they took tamar and put her in in the hands of the warden of the prison and they sent a letter to the king who was still in jerusalem by the hand of the carrier that tamar the king's granddaughter had killed his friend perez and then tamar was sent to prison until the time of the king's return and the the carrier came to jerusalem and king solomon's guards stopped them and he asked him where are you from and they said we came from gershner to bring letters to the king's the master of the king and the guards seized them and brought them to solomon and solomon said you came here to spy out the land give me your king's letter and i will see if you are sitting against me or not and king solomon took the letter and gave it to the sons of shishai the king's scribes and read and they read through them 
found that Tamar had killed Persa, and she was in prison. And King Solomon called to Eshna, or Asher, who was head of the household, and said, Put these uncircumcised men in jail and bring the king of Gushner to me. And he did exactly as he been commanded. And the king of Gushner, or Gishner, was brought before King Solomon, and he bowed his head towards the ground. And the King Solomon said, Why have you deceived me, lying? While Tamar, my sister, was with you, you told me that you were never met her in your entire life. And the Lord lives, who has redeemed David, my father, out of all evil. This very day you will die. And King Solomon called Benai, the son of Jehoiada, and said to him, Go and execute king of Gershna and his courier. And he executed him, and they all died, because they had listened, lied to King Solomon. And they buried them in the caves right before the fish gate. This is why the name of the cave right before the fish gate is called the cave of the uncircumcised ones. Unto this day, and Solomon sent Benai, the son of Jeho, Jehuada, and 10,000 valiant men of Judah with him. And they said to them, Go to Gershner and bring back Tamar, my father's daughter, with you, and destroy the royal palace. But be careful not to harm Tamar's mother, for she was King David's wife. And they went and did all that King Solomon had commanded. And they brought Tamar back before King Solomon. Tamar bowed down to the ground before the king and said, Let my lord the king, my brother, live forever. And the king answered her, Why did you flee to Gershner? And she answered, I was living in my brother Absalom's home, disgraced because of what my brother Amon had done to me. And I decided to go to my mother's house so I would not be disgraced in the eyes of the prince thereof. And King Solomon asked her, Why did you kill Perez? And she answered, This is what the uncircumcised one did to me. And this is what I did to him in revenge. And King Solomon said, The Lord hath truly blessed you with desecration. You were wise and acted, and you were victorious. The king spoke openly to all his servants, saying, Has anyone found such a charming and heroic woman? And he said, Daughter, God is gracious unto you. For this day forward you shall be called my sister. But my daughter, because you are extremely wise, and King Solomon give his daughter Tamar to Abadah's son, let's see, Abidian sons, to be his wife, he found grace in her husband's eyes, and he loved her very much. He was an officer over all the region of Dor, and the King Solomon renamed Tamar his daughter Tephapheth for Sakta, the first of the incense, and this was her name the rest of her life. So Tabetha was her name, um, which is interesting that he named his own sister, and and he took her in as a daughter and adopted her. So it shows you that family, uh, honored family. So... Let's see how long we got. Oh, we're in the 11th. We got one more reading. And I'll be back in five minutes.
righty. So now, all righty. So now we get ready for the last section, which is chapter 14, The Great Tribulation, Rosh Hashanah 29, 26 a.m., 999 B.C. And it came to pass on the first day of the seventh month at New Year's in the 470 eighth year of the children of Israel came out of the land of Egypt. It came in the second year of King Solomon's reign over Israel. I had a vision from the Lord. When I was upon the Gihon spring, and I raised my eyes, and lo, the heavens rolled back like a scroll. Interesting. And this is Gad seeing this now. The heavens roll back like a scroll. And I saw the glory of the Lord sitting on an extremely high throne. And here is the appearance of the throne. Twelve stars led up to the throne. Six of gold and six of silver. There was a square back to the throne like a sapphire stone. And at its right side were three chairs. And at its left side were four chairs near the throne like the seven that set the king set that see the king's face covered with gold and silver and precious stones and the glory of the lord had appeared like that of a rainbow his covenant and the hosts of heaven were standing before him on his right hand and on his left hand and satan or shatan was standing by them but behind them Okay, then he goes and talks about books. And then a man dressed in linen brought forth the glory of the Lord, three books that contain the records of every man. And he read the first book, and it contained the deeds of his people. And the Lord said, these are granted eternal life. And Satan said, who are these? Guilty people. And the man dressed in the linen cried to Satan like a ram's horn, saying, Silence. So we're seeing how the course of heaven work here. This day is holy to our Lord. And he read the second book, and it contained the unintentional sins of his people. And the Lord said, Put that book aside, but save it until one-third of the month passes by to see what they will do. Interesting. One third of a month. One third. Remember that. Uh, let's see the second book. Uh, until one third of the month passes by to see what they will do. And then he read the third book and it contained the wicked deeds of his people. And the Lord said to Satan, these are your share. Take them and do what you want with them. And Satan took the wicked to the wasteland to destroy them. And the man dressed in a fine linen like a ram's horn said, Blessed are the people who know the joyful shouts, O Lord, who walk in the light of your countenance. The millennial rang. And I heard the voice of the hosts of heaven rejoicing, saying, Master of justice, the Lord of hosts, the whole earth, whole heavens and earth is full of your glory. And I was shocked by the vision, since I did not know what the Lord had done for me. Then one of the cherubim flew up to me and put an olive leaves on my mouth and said, Lo, this was touched your, your mouth, and your iniquity is taken away, and your sin is forgiven. 
and the law that you have seen is a statute statute for Israel and a law to the God of Abraham and peace unto Isaac your father and the Lord will bless you your people in the trial with everlasting peace and I say amen may the Lord our God do this for us forever and ever and the angel answered amen and amen and that ends the book of Gad so here he's seeing the millennial reign before it takes place uh, the books are open and then Rosh Hashanah so it shows here Rosh Hashanah of 29 26 a.m. of 999 so BC this is before Christ around 900 BC um, it's interesting that we see this um, I'll minimize that that we see that the end of this annal ends exactly at 999 BC 999 um, now the annal of Jehu or Yehu doesn't give times um, the 999 gives you a factor um, Israel was exactly in kingship around 400 years maybe a little more or less so we see that the record is written and gives you a structure um, now, I'm not saying that we can't figure it out by the Bible, but I don't go and look at that. I just look as annals are completed that I will go and read them. But it's it's amazing to see most of the pieces of the Bible pulled together and them talking about a millennial reign. The same millennial reign that's mentioned in Revelation, believe it or not. Um, and we'll cut it here. Uh, and then we will start a session on the annals of Yehu, the son of Hanai. So um, <laughs> I'm glad we're getting into it. And then we'll do another two later. But throughout this series, uh, the sermons, we are going to listen to what the word says and let God lead us in understanding. But it's amazing that these prophets brought these things forward and there is pieces of from the Bible actually in them proving that these things happen um, it's amazing um, so we are going to go into Yehu next um, I'm going to end Gad the seer um, this will be the full lot of Gad the seer and I'm going to say pray for the peace of our nation pray for our president pray for Israel and pray for Jerusalem and we will see you later Alrighty, alrighty. So we are finishing up section four now. And starting next week, we will be doing the annals of Yehu, the son of Hanai. So I will start that Monday and we will do two sections on it. It's quite extensive. It's like one, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, two, two, four, let's see, two. Four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen. 12, 14, 16, um, But it's all from the Tefna and, and the Holy Word. Uh, again, another prophet. Again, dealing with a family member. Dealing with uh, a lot of things. But David 
had family that were prophets, and then he was also tied to other families that were prophets. So we're doing a prophetic series study on this, and it will lead into the community of prophets. And then also what happens when women walk in faith, that's part of it. This is showing in the Old Testament how faith interacted, um, how God fought for his people when faith was applied. So... Uh, as I said before, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, pray for the peace of Israel, America, and our president. Um, we really need it right now in these times. Uh, we're going into election season, and I hope you'll vote for Trump. I mean, I'm not being political. We have a choice of the wrong way or the right way, and I prefer the right way over the wrong way. I will vote for Trump, so I'm not getting political here. I'm just saying who I'm voting for. I'm stating my opinion on things but um i'm now going to complete this and i'll load this up with the remaining but i pray for you guys and i keep you in your prayers we've seen and hear that david prayed we've seen david's death where it led to and ultimately we've seen that the remainder of david's history was in other books so there is more to this book of Gad uh, in other books in Nathan and that are in the Bible, in history, the things that happened with David and the things he did explaining more of his reign. But this one book that come out of Tefna was just one of 17 prophets that are not in our Bible, which is amazing. And I'm alluding to the fact of my gift and what it means to have a close relationship with God in prayer and in fasting and spiritualism. Um, tonight, today, the Father has been very quiet. Um, he's given me a little break um, the last couple days, but normally he speaks. And, but I won't post them here. They go through chain of command. When he does speak to tell me to write something, I do it. Um, but right now he's training me in certain things and testing me. And the waters you might say and I'm going to stick to those waters um, I did get the anointing from David and them and the church so that's a good thing they finally recognized my anointing um, but Papa said that he would so you know go figure um, I noticed my channels taking off now I've got a few more viewers than expected so I want to get this out so I can push out other recordings later. Uh, but we will, Monday, be starting Yahoo. And it's going to take about three weeks doing Yahoo. Um, I'm just going to do two snippets at a time. So I have time to spend with my family, um, church, and those things. I don't want to be taking up all my time during the day doing recordings because I have other things that I like doing. But we will be going through a sabbatical sermon. Um, as I said, officially, I kind of push back the mystery, the book of mystery and Shemitah for a while. Um, this will tie in with Shemitah, but I'm taking it from a different approach since, since we started Shemitah at a different level. And I will have recordings each week. They will be done from here on my uh, computer. Um, I've got several recordings where David did some preaching and other preachers did preaching that will be posted. But the most important one is on Anchor right now. 
and that was my official introduction, um, which was very important to me. Um, I give David kudos for that. He's now wanting to do a video with me. I'm not bragging or anything. The Lord has strongly, with my prophetic ministry, put it on my heart to bring the church back to center. The call that I give, my clarion call, is to pray for our brothers in Israel. Um, right now, they're going through tough times with the Orthodox community and Arab community, Arab Muslims mainly, both Christian Arabs and believing Jews are being persecuted highly. They're stoning their houses. They're breaking windows. They're beating them to death. They're, there was recently a court hearing in the Knesset not too long ago about tension between religious factions in Jerusalem itself. They want to run us out of the country. And I'm seeing that same thing happen here that I'm seeing in Jerusalem. And it bothers me that they cannot tolerate God's love. God is an all-knowing God. Yahoo is an all-knowing father. And to see his children doing to his, their own brothers and sisters what they're doing, it's heart disheartening for me and for others. I have took up the cause of, of, of persecution um, it's wrong. We need to stop it. There's no difference in persecution as there is in racism. It's all the same. It's a form of racism. And it needs to stop. I call out the Prime Minister on this. I call out the Knesset on this in Israel right now. They need to stop it. They're no more perfect than anyone else. And if they can't do it, Someone will. God will step in. And they're not going to like what he has to say. But I call them out. This needs to stop. There's Just because they're believers in the Jewish community that are Jews and believers that are Arab, it doesn't give you a right to tell them they're wrong. If you're a democracy, you wouldn't do that. And it's the same way with America. We are a democracy. Freedom reigns. Human beings have the freedom right to choose what they want to do. Within God's law, of course, and God's edicts and what Yahuwah wants. But persecuting somebody because they're different is wrong. And it needs to stop. China's doing it. Most of the European is, Europe is persecuting Christians, um, you're hearing persecution all around the world. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. I, I don't know how to say it more plainly. It displeases the Father. I don't care if you're communist. I don't care if you're Hitler. Hitler-oriented, Nazi-oriented, whatever it might be. The anti-Semitics first has to stop. Secondly, racism has to stop. And thirdly, persecution. But yet, the Father said in the end times, we would be a persecuted people. Um, I don't care if you're a Gentile or Jew. We're no different. 
we're human beings and we live by the Father's grace. But how can we live in peace of the Father when we're hating one another, when we're persecuting one another, when we're beating one another up? Think about it. Martin Luther King had a dream. He said, I have a dream that one day little black children and little white children could be in peace. Christian could be in peace. Jews could be in peace under God, okay, or Elohim. And I live by that principle. Um, for God said it, to love your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Do not put idols between you and him and honor his Shabbat. But he also said, love your neighbor as yourself. And it's in the Old Testament, especially the Tefna. I read Daniel, um, Gad, and it was there. Love your neighbor as yourself. Throughout the epitaph of Gad, that was the talk. Faith was loving God and loving your neighbor. Love God by doing God's will and love your neighbor as yourself. This was a fundamental principle of the prophets. For God wanted to write the law always on our hearts and minds. Um, that was a fulfillment in Christ itself. And it's still fulfillment today. Because he is a shepherd. God is the great shepherd. And Yahuwah, Yeshua is his name. He's our savior, our redeemer. I don't care what you tell me. I believe in what he was. And he was telling us who he was. And my own people ignored it for 2,000 years. There's a few that believe now that have come to realization of who he is. But he was the father of your fools. And I call them fools. I call them out on that. The father showed himself and you were unaware of it. So I spoke my piece. Fools lead the fools, as they say. Um, I'm not going to say anymore. I'm just speaking truth. For our king came and died on the cross as Messiah. And he will come again as the king of the universe. But yet people are judging people for believing that. But yet it's written throughout our books throughout history, written in the five books of Moses, Moshe, the Torah, it's written in the Tanakh, and then in the New Testament times leading to Christ. But yet they said no, couldn't happen, but it happened. <laughs> and the Father said he would do it, which is amazing. That he said he was going to make himself very well known. In a fleshly image. And we've seen that in Gad in the beginning. And we've seen it all where to where it was talking about the millennial reign. It's amazing. And we will see it here in Yehu also. Bits and pieces talking about the coming. You're going to find it shocking. As we go through I do and the other prophets that are not mentioned in the Bible. But yet their books are in there. And it bleeds over into prophecy um there was more than just elijah that knew that the son of man was coming and that the son of man was yahuwah 
and he still speaks today. So I've said my piece, and I say again, pray for America. Pray for our president. These are trying times. Pray for Israel and pray for Jerusalem. May my brother's eyes be open to the Father and his truth. And may the truth set him free. It sure did me. And I'm going to stop here. And I'm going to say I love yous. Goodbye. And have a wonderful evening. And we will start Monday with Yehu the prophet. The son of Hanai. <laughs>